Welcome to Explore the Word. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Last time we started looking at the need of being a good friend. I want to bring that all to an end today with this episode. A good friend is going to encourage you to do right and sharpen you to be the believer the Lord Jesus desires for you to be. So here's a few more thoughts about being the friend you need to be, being a biblical friend. A friend, a biblical friend, goes the second mile. Now, friendship goes beyond the call of duty and volunteers for unrequired service. We call this going the second mile. Matthew 5.41 refers to the whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile with his twain. The idea of going even further. The Romans had a law that if a soldier compelled you to carry his pack, you had to do it for a mile. It was a, a law that they applied throughout the whole empire. And from what I'm told, there would have been a mile marker from the center of the village to exactly where you could drop that pack. But if you went the second mile, you know the soldier would take notice. Go beyond what's expected. Do more than just what is required. Be a friend that goes the second mile. Fill needs. You know, friendships and love are just not imaginary things. They're tangible. I don't know about everybody else listening today, but, you know, my imaginary friends haven't done much good for me. They never call me. They never pick up the bill at the restaurant. They're pretty useless. Friendship is tangible. It's real. Jonathan met David's needs in 1 Samuel chapter 20, verses 27 to 34. Jonathan was King Saul's son, next in line to the throne. Yet Jonathan knew that God had chosen David to replace his dad, Saul, as king. Jonathan loved David. When Saul attempted to kill David, Jonathan risked his own life to warn his good friend of the danger and helped him escape. I mean, that is a wonderful friend. Probably the, the strongest imagery of friendship in the Bible is that of David and Jonathan. Jesus Christ meets our needs. He's the best friend of all. Okay, he, He's there to help us each and every day with our spiritual needs, uh, our emotional needs, our physical needs. And as the hymn writer wrote, what a friend we have in Jesus. He's an amazing friend. There's no greater friend. Uh, a, a good friend is patient. That second mild friend is long-suffering. He or she is patient, persevering, doesn't give up. They keep uh, being your friend and helping you along and let's be easy uh, sorry let's be honest it's not always easy to get along with you I know I know I know that's really hard to hear right now but sometimes we're not very good friends ourselves we can get out of sorts think of Jesus again with all the patience and long suffering he exhibited towards his disciples time and time again they disappointed him with their, their stubbornness, their ignorance, their lack of faith. He rebuked them, but he never gave up on them. One outstanding characteristic of an artist or a craftsman is patience. It takes much time and effort to make something valuable. Michelangelo worked for four years in the chapel, Sistine Chapel. I mean, he, four years. The sculptures at Mount Rushmore took a period of 14 years to make. Those works are testimonies to the patience required in their design and then in the construction. 
our own lives as well are testimony to God's patience with us. He's working in each and every one of our lives, individually and specifically. When we begin to feel frustrated with our friends, we must remember God's patience toward us, and thus we then need to demonstrate the same patience towards that friend who's being just a little bit obnoxious today. They're not listening. They're being stubborn. Hey, demonstrate the Lord's patience yet again. A friend is faithful. A faithful friend is an incredible gift. To be a faithful friend is an incredible task. Proverbs 17, 7, A friend live, uh, loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. In times of prosperity or poverty, in times of joy or sorrow, in times of health or illness, a true friend will remain faithful. I read this statement years ago, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. The statement said, A true friend is one that walks in when everyone else has walked out. I think that's a fantastic statement. That's a faithful friend. The Apostle Paul had numerous friends. You, you read the New Testament and the epistles that he wrote, and you see all kinds of names of people that helped him, that were friends to him. But I believe one of his closest friends would have been Silas. Silas willingly shared in Paul's persecution and and shame for preaching of the gospel. Um, there's no shame for them, but the people shamed them. Uh, they shared hard times together. They saw the Lord miraculously deliver them. Uh, I think just a few weeks ago, I did a devotion on the time in the jail. Uh, I mean, I think I would have been quick to blame my friend to be locked up in the inner jail, to be in bonds, you know. Uh, but they were there praising the Lord together, being faithful friends one to another. Faithfulness and friendship involves being willing to rebuke a friend for his own good. Faithful wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. I'm blessed to have a number of good friends that I can call upon for advice, encouragement, help me think straight. Sometimes we can really get off on how we are thinking. And friends really can be a huge encouragement to help us be on the right path. Some of my friends, for lack of a better word, are old friends. In a sense, they've been friends for a long time. Pastor Boyd Stansard pastors Heritage Baptist Church in Marystown, Newfoundland. He's been a friend of mine since grade 7. That's 30-odd years ago. He has challenged me over the decades, encouraged me over the same time. And at times when my thought might have been incorrect or how I said something wasn't quite right, he challenged me about it and said, it, and said, hey, you shouldn't think that way or maybe you should think it this way or whatever the case. Everybody has their own quirks and quirks and how to help a friend. Some friends are newer. Pastor Matt Woski pastors Eastside Baptist Church in Markham, Ontario. We've been friends for six or so years now. I think you'd do everyone well to have a friend from West Virginia. I mean, it is America's version of Newfies. I mean, fantastic people. He has encouraged me in so many ways. He, he loves food like I do. And, and when I come to him with some ideas or maybe a thought pattern, he that's not quite right. He, he says things of this nature. Is that really the best idea? when it's a really bad idea. Just there, being a faithful friend. I'm very thankful for faithful and honest friends. I'm thankful for 
faithful and honest lay men in our church who are my friends as well. They help me do the work of the ministry way more effectively. They give me better ideas. They co-labor with me. They're tremendous friends. And I'm thankful for the friends that I have at Legacy Baptist Church. A friend is forgiving. Who hasn't needed forgiveness from his friends? Oh, we're so easily wounded. Sometimes we're easily wounding our friends and with our thoughtless words or careless deeds. And we don't appreciate our friends as we should. And we need to extend forgiveness or we need to give forgiveness. We need to learn to demonstrate that forgiving spirit to our friends. Jesus is the greatest example of a forgiving friend. During his darkest hours, his disciples forsook him and fled. Matthew twenty six fifty six says, the latter part, Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Peter denied him three times. Only John is mentioned at being, uh, being present at the cross. But Jesus is tender to his disciples after their resurrection. And he says unto them, Peace be unto you. Shows them his hands and his side. And then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. In part because they knew the Lord and his mercy had forgiven them. He was even gentle and forgiving with doubting Thomas. Could any of your friends treat you as badly as Jesus' friends treated him? Probably not. But Jesus shows us a great demonstration of forgiveness even in very harsh times. Peter asked Jesus, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? That's in Matthew eighteen twenty one, and Jesus responded, I say not unto thee unto seven times, but seventy times seven. This term seventy times seven is saying forgiving all the time. The math on that is four hundred and ninety times. It just make it permanent that you're going to forgive. Not only did Jesus forgive his friends, but he forgave his enemies. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It's in Luke chapter twenty three, verse thirty four. Today the Lord has his arms extended to you and to me. This day he desires all would come to him to experience the greatest of friendship, to experience salvation. Jesus loves everyone. Now let me encourage you to be the friend that's encouraging and edifying. We really need good friends today. Be that friend that goes the second mile, filling needs and is being patient. Be a faithful friend. It's tough, but we need them. Be forgiving. Oh, grant the forgiveness. Uh, uh, Look to be a a blessing to your friend. And never forget the greatest example of friendship. And that's found in the Word of God, and that's Jesus Christ. I hope you know Him as your Lord and Savior first, and then you have the greatest friend that you could ever desire. He'll be with you each and every step of the way. I hope you're being the friend that God designed you to be. Until next time, keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus.